Um, I feel like a radio DJ every time I do that. Well, Hello and welcome to WKXPPN5700. BS E13. Oh, it is episode 13. It's episode 13. If we've dropped them in order. I think we're on track to do so. Yeah, six for six. Yeah. Um, but you do sound like a radio DJ announcer when you do that, but I thought that was the joke, you know? It was, and then I forgot that that was a joke because I kept doing it, and then today I'm like, oh, that's, wow, I do sound like that. And then I, a part of me is like, should I just do the whole episode like that? Like, yeah. hey, Jono, so what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to pick a prompt from the bowl, and we're going to write a short film based on that prompt. And that bow, prompt... Bow, bow, bow. Uh, I, I I was trying to think of like a Howard Stern like Beetlejuice impression, but I think that would just be. Not uh, nice. Stern is uh, Baba Booey, right? Baba Booey. Yeah, I think so. Baba Booey. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna pick a prompt and we're gonna write a short film script. Uh, before we get into that, uh, I don't know if you like it when I do this, but I do want to ask what you watched recently. Yeah. Well, how about I ask you? Because you asked me last week. And but then... you just watched something pretty fucking good, though. Oh, the like last night. Yeah. Yeah, I did watch Across the Spider Verse last night. And even though we're like releasing this late, just know even in today's time present, I John still missed very it. Late. I missed it yeah. in the theater. It wasn't my intent to do oh, so. Man, we we theater, really so. wanted to go see it in the theater. Um, but life is busy, uh, so I couldn't do it. Uh, but we watched it last night, and God damn it, it's beautiful. Like it's so well done. And it's chaotic. And chaotic, so chaotic and just like we were, we were talking about the the sort of directorial decisions in the like okay so it's just going to cut to this angle and it's going to be watercolors and then we're going to cut back to this angle and it's going to be this different thing and just the way that they use paint yeah, yeah. and like those sort of motifs to capture emotion and yeah, like yeah. when uh when uh, gwen was like seething and like the background's like oh, being painted so blue good, and yeah. then she embraces her dad and then it becomes really warm it's like oh like god the thought of every single frame and every single frame could go on your wall like it's gorgeous yeah yeah it's one of those it's one of those films where like literally you, you do a you you pause the movie and you're like that's a fucking poster yeah. yeah i just didn't we neither of us knew that we were in for an empire strikes back type situation where it was like the, the middle the or fellowship of the ring or whatever we didn't know that and like when they were all gearing up to like do their big thing at the end katie as a joke was just like to be continued. And then we look up and it's like, to be continued. We're like, ah, come on. But I had, real, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. I watched it in theaters and same thing. Like, it's weird. I re remember them saying this is part two and there's going to be a part three, but I just didn't put it together and watching it. I'm, near the end, I'm like, there's like a few minutes left. I don't know how they're going to do this like ending, but I, I, and I was also like, it's such a chaotic film. It's probably a jam-packed five-minute action scene and yeah. it's going to tie everything that's, up because they can do this because I have so much faith in them now at this point, three yeah. hours into the film yeah. or however long it is. But um, yeah, the to be continued happened, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was I was pretty blindsided by that. But um, it felt like because everyone likes the first one a lot, and I do like the first one a lot. Yeah, first one's great, and everyone was like, "I, I was I thought I'm like you can't top that. You're not good." I, I, the first one felt very uh, revolutionary. It was just, just, just like this one. Yeah. Yes, very surprising too because you didn't expect it to be that good. Um, but it's like the first one, they kind of figured it out, and then the second one they put all of all of the ideas in there like mm. the first one they're like oh we can get go this far into a chaotic world and i thought when i watched the first one it was like so much happening it's and then i rewatched it recently because i liked the second one so much the second one is like a, a whole lot. nother like the first one seems like a timid movie compared to the second right one. yeah they were able to they they knew how the car drove so they could really put it through the put it through the runner ringer yeah really good though yeah um 
Okay, so uh, I, I do want to know soon. Hopefully, someone emails us or tells us if we should stop doing that segment because I do like to start everything every episode. Sorry, recently with uh, what have you seen lately? Mm. Uh, but maybe they don't like that and they're like, "Hey guys, uh, shut the fuck up and go write a script." That's two minutes I could have spent listening to you guys meander around an idea and then completely <laughs> change the idea two minutes later. Yeah, basically. Um, all right, so I think, I mean, before we go to the next section, any, any thoughts, any comments, or should we just uh, uh, go to the next section? I, yeah, I, ha- I have some thoughts oh. about last week, but um, oh, maybe we shouldn't talk about them yet. Wait, wait, I'll leave no. it in. What is it? The plot hole. Oh. <laughs> John was worried we have a plot hole in episode 12 script. Yeah, but it's fine. Email us if you can find it. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's do that. That's like the Easter egg. It's, yeah, let's, let's discuss. <laughs> Again, again, plot hole. First drafts it's are made draft. for plot yeah, holes. But I thought it would be worth bringing up so we could we could underscore that. Yeah, but that's a good. No, I'm gonna. Yeah, that's good. I'm gonna right now address it, and we're gonna say it one more time. First drafts are first made, drafts for, are made plot for plot holes. holes. Good. No, good. You caught yeah, it. we said it at the exact same exact time. Exact same time. It's like we knew what we were gonna say. Whoa. But for real though. So again, like we want to write the best first draft that we can come up with in the episode, but. There might be some plot holes because you know what, what the second draft's for is to fill up those plot holes. Yeah, and we're not here to write polished shit. Uh, yeah. It just it just my brain goes in that direction all the time, and I I want to I want to yeah, John, no, like address it, 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 but I also want to stay true to the podcast yeah. and not make ourselves work too hard. Working on the radio drama, John was like, "Hey man, I think we gotta we gotta do something about this." Like you were we, so stressed, we you, I, I could feel the stress. I'm like, like it doesn't matter. Uh, but who knows? Maybe we get emails being like, "Yeah, I think Jono's right," and you guys need to yeah. fucking polish it up. Go back to go back to the drawing board on that. It's page one, guys. <laughs> you know what it'll become the podcast, and it'll be like each script is like four episodes long. Yeah, we would literally it's, start. We, the, we would just be yeah. let's make a sci-fi. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, basically. Yeah. But we would do four episodes on a script, and by the fourth episode, the goal is have a have a polished script. Yeah, uh, but that's not, not yet. What this not is. yet. Maybe um, when we get bored of this format. Yeah, maybe. Okay, uh, let's so go to the we next got part. we got the Forsaken Bowl. Okay. The prompt. Sweet. Okay. Right. We have some prompts left over from last week. Yeah, we wanted to maybe like, because we write it every week, like five prompts each into a bowl. But this time we're like, you know what? Instead of tossing it out and doing five new prompts each, we had some good ideas last week. So, and I don't remember what I wrote. I don't think you remember what you wrote. Either. I remember a couple. I think there's like a gag one in there. And uh, there's one that like covers you in ink when you touch it. Oh, fuck. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I pulled up a. A prompt. I'm okay. going to open it. Okay. It's a small piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And it says, <laughs> I don't know if I wrote this or you. That's how long it's been. It's only been a week. Mockumentary. Okay. I think I wrote that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 I think we could do that. Mockumentary. So, again, I think, I, I don't know about you, but I think the universal thing is as soon as you say mockumentary, you go to the TV show, The Office. A lot of people do, at least. I go to Best in Show. I go to like the Christopher Guest. I've never, uh, I've seen uh, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap, or like I don't remember it well, but I've seen it. But Best in Show, what is that? Uh, it's it's Spinal Tap, but it skinned differently. It's like sort of the same. Well, like Eugene Levy and like Catherine O'Hara are in it, but it's a dog show. Like, uh, oh, that sounds hilarious already. So, like, just the most amazing kind. So, of, mockumentary based on like obsessive dog owners. Yeah, who, who are going to a professional dog show oh, and. I love that. yeah it is unbelievably funny um so hammy but so deadpan at the same time like just just absolutely uh hilarious obviously in the office of course and then you get into parks and rec parks like and rec. once the british office kind of exploded and then the american office exploded like that format became so yeah prevalent there's a everywhere. there's a new one i haven't seen yet 
uh, called uh, Abbott Elementary. Al- Abbott Elementary is awesome. Man, yeah, and it's a- really good. Everyone goes through this. I'm sure you have this feeling too sometimes, but and I'm not sulking, but I thought of that idea. I was going to call a teacher's lounge and I had a whole like first draft of a script about like a high school that's a mockumentary. Because yeah. like, in my head, I was very much like, someone's going to make this. Yeah. There's no way that someone's not going to make, after like the office blew up, Parks and Rec blew up, I was like, high school or teachers are fucking next. I know it. It took, and again, it took a while because I was expecting it sooner even to come out. So I started writing and I never really pursued it because at the end, of the end of the day, if like what's what you're chasing is like, I want to, what's the word? I want to catch the zeitgeist almost, or I mm. want to kind of be part of like that. If that's what you're chasing, then the passion isn't really there. Like I wasn't so passionate about the idea. I was more like, well, if I do this, it's going to become a TV show. I yeah, I'll get it made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that, was not, that wasn't, that was like that, that's your engine, then that's not going to go that far. Yeah. So I kind of gave up on that idea after like the first draft. Dude, I felt the same way when uh, Ninja Turtles came out when I was a kid. I had this like really fleshed out idea where these uh, four uh, turtles. So specific, yeah. These turtles. And they were named after artists. They were named after yeah. artists. But you picked different but artists. it was though. like Andy Warhol yeah. and uh, Picasso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Name the other two. Uh, yeah, yeah. Keith Haring. Yeah, yeah. And, Van Gogh uh, you wanted really badly. Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> I somehow knew about Banksy yeah. when I was a kid. When you were yeah. a kid, you're like, the one's going to be just fucking yeah. aloof. <laughs> yeah. One's no, gonna be... He's just never in the show. Yeah. He's, he's just like, like the foot That's soldiers like show up and then yeah. they, they fall down and you're like, who, who did that? That's a running gag. Who did that? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Where's Banksy? He's it always late to the meetings. Same thing happened with Star Wars, man. I had that whole universe fleshed out. But it was like uh, Luke Groundwalker. I thought of... Uh, <clears throat> fuck, I'm too slow right now. I do think about a biopic because that's even funnier. Like, I thought of the biopic. Because <laughs> it actually... Like, I thought of Social Network. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought of this guy who makes this... A social media it was crazy yeah it's a, why didn't i just make the social media app if i thought of that Man, i was so pissed when einstein and oppenheimer made the atom bomb like i was going <laughs> to split an atom like weeks later and they fucking beat me to it uh some of the bitches uh shall we go to the one that really bummed me out was people versus oj because <laughs> <laughs> damn okay so we kind of got to some references through that bit I mean, yeah. I guess Ninja Turtles. We could do a Ninja Turtles mockumentary. That's pretty fucking funny. Or like, well, I just want to really quickly do what we do sometimes where it's like just the definition of it. Mm. A mockumentary is a work of fiction that's presented in the style of a documentary. Uh, its linguistic root lies in the conjunction of the word mock and documentary. So you're mocking or, or sorry, it's, it can also be called a fake documentary. Yeah. You take the mm. mock, you take the documentary. Yeah, add them together. I always thought it was uh, such a, a Jono joke. I always thought it was uh, taking mockingbirds and uh, yeah, and sedimentary and <laughs> putting them together to mockumentary. Oh, boy, was I wrong. I thought it was about birds and rocks. Damn. Um, I'm insulted that you said that was a joke, but I would do because it fucking sucked. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, the whole point is to make a fake documentary. Yeah. Um, very I'm sincere. To, here's a, here's a, yeah, very the tongue sincere. Tongue in the cheek oh. is, is just barely visible. You know what's and I want to watch more of it. I feel like I've been watching enough of it. Uh, documentary now. Oh yeah, yeah. There's so Bill Hader, Fred Armisen, and uh, Seth Meyers like they created it. And man, the, what I love about their show, their episodes like when they like they the, it's anthology, so it's not like one continuous story. It's like one episode's about this band and they make up a fucking completely fake band. One episode's about bowling championship. And, they, and they make up these fake bowlers and stuff. But they're so like real and sincere on how they do the documentary, which makes it funnier. 
It's it's so well done, man. What's the one? There was like a document. It was like Pretty Flowers or something. I, I'm I'm looking up the name, but they like basically remade a documentary about these two eccentric women. I can't I can't find it. I right think now. I know Tom was my yeah. Send yeah, me yeah. an email. Yell at me. Um, and also but yeah, like unbelievable. But it seems to me like. Those are the kind of actors, like that whole Christopher Guest Cannon, like that's the older generation of yeah. people. And, and then, then Andy Hater, Samberg's big on Sandberg it now. Samberg and Hater. Oh, Brooklyn Nine. No, Brooklyn no, Nine. No, but he did a. It has that mockumentary style. shooting style, but, but not. And there's no. Well, and there's no. Uh, Andy Samberg did a couple. He's another one coming out about like bike racing and drugs and stuff, but he did one about baseball players. He oh, did one, yeah. He did yeah. one about the tennis match with uh, Kit Harrington's in right. it. Right. But like it's it's that caliber of comedian who play things so real and like they're hammy and goofy, but like they anchor it so much in their character yeah. in their character's reality that it feels real. Yeah. And yeah. you can kind of blur that line. I, I do want to mention one more thing just because Glenna will be upset if I don't a modern family. Yes. That's a great yes. documentary. And it's like, again, that's one of those things where I'm sure when they came up with it, they're like, Oh, this is a home run, a family mockumentary. Fuck yes. You mm-hmm. know? Um, so yeah. Okay. Our goal today, like being that said, like that being said, sorry, before we go in, unless you have any other notes, but uh, just a note about the air show. You guys might hear uh, something else in the blue sky today. Uh, warplanes. I hope you're not a refugee trying to escape a war zone. I hope you're not uh, sensitive to loud noises. Because PTSD is real. Because it is real. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even. That's not even a bit. This fucking air show is fucked up. Um, I really want to. Yeah, I have so much more to say on that. But um, okay, yeah, okay. So uh, uh, before we go into blue sky, um, the three things to take are that we talked about. Sincere, I think that's really fun when yes. it's sincerely, do- even though it's a funny topic. Um, actually, I have a question for you. Are there any serious mockumentaries? I was going to ask you the same thing, and I feel like that came up in a conversation. I had either around you or with someone that we're close to the, in the past week. Like, I don't know because mock, mock, yeah, mock right meat, away. mock meat isn't funny meat. It's it's meat posing as meat. You know what I mean? Like mock meat is like a vegetarian. Yeah. Character. As soon as you make it fake, it's like it's not going to be serious. Or well, dramatic. it could be. It could be like uh, oh. They was... do a mock-up. It's not like here's a funny drawing of the building we're gonna do. Right. Here's a mock-up of like well, no, I was this say, logo, but not funny. There you was know? a film you told me about, isn't it? About this mockumentary crew that falls a killer. Oh, uh, man bites dog. Yeah, yeah. So that's serious. It's fucking funny though. Oh. Like it's it's like, like horror but serious. It's oh there it's, you go. That's your is, serious horror films, paranormal activity. Yeah, it's a mockumentary, isn't it? Or is it lost footage? I guess lost footage is different. I think that would be like found footage. Found footage, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Cloverfield is found footage, not yeah, mockumentary. Okay, yeah. never mind. You're right. You're right. But it's tough. Like, I mean, you probably could, but like, in 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 the traditional sense, it is make like funny mocking, like haha, but mock doesn't mock up or or you know that doesn't necessarily mean funny. No, no, for sure. I'm just thinking like, so we'll save I, this I for the next part. It, but but maybe we dabble in a serious mockumentary. Maybe, 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 maybe not. I don't hmm. know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. You want to want to get to it? Let's find out. All right. Uh, this is the blue sky part. Awesome. Right. Okay. So mockumentary. Uh, we're gonna do a lot of talking to the camera. What I love about that is like, you can you can show scenes and then immediately like unseat what happened. Exposition or like, or is just fucking Exposition dumped. is just yeah. boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. 
I do like that about mockumentaries where like you can do like two episodes worth of content, but because of exposition through the talking heads, mm. oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like you can pack that shit in. It's so sick. Um, And then keep that in mind, it's a short film. So it's like, say we aim for between the five to eight pages. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, is it, is it, and there's so much, there's like so much fodder here. There's so many things we can fuck around with. Um, What's uh, like, just trying to think of like what, where to start because it, it you literally could do it about anything. So is there like something, uh, is there something funny? Like I, I, I feel like I pitched you a sketch premise once or I have it in my fucking endless folder or maybe I pitched it to Alex for night drives and we didn't land on it. But um, uh, an improv class during a, a, a terrible event like something like september 11th and someone comes in and they're like the fucking towers are on fire and they're all like oh yeah well maybe the pentagon's on fire too and they're just yes anding this thing but it's uh uh where's the mo- oh. but the, but then you would have to cut to like interviews like being like yeah i was super wait, wait yeah. your original idea though is was as mo- mockumentary it wasn't a mockumentary but like i was just thinking i was like what where, where what could a mockumentary take place around it could be an improv class there's yeah, a yeah, ton yeah. of fodder in there uh, uh yeah but and then like yeah having something like some world event happened and these performers or a sketch show or something like some, some performance happens and it ends up being insensitive in some way. And then they have to do a documentary. I just feel like we don't take advantage of the mockumentary as much there. There's so much fun shit you could do. Yeah. Uh, Like one thing that comes to mind, um, one thing that I liked about Spinal Tap that a lot of mockumentaries don't do is involving the filmmaker in the mockumentary. Like remember Rob Reiner's characters kind of interviewed in it a bit. So I do enjoy that where it's like the idea of like, and I feel like we go to this well, with this well a lot, but we always say it's because you write what you know, but it could be about a filmmaker making something and it's like a mockumentary about the actors on the set and really kind of meta it up. And it's very, it's, uh, have you ever seen, you, watch, uh, you don't watch all of Community, but you've seen most of Community. I've seen a bunch of it, yeah. Have you seen the one where they make a commercial for Community? No. Uh, for, for the, sorry, for the college, sorry? No. Uh, it's documentary style, the whole episode. Okay. And it's, it's like the Dean, remember the Dean? He goes. He he's a director of it. And right. He goes on a tie. Like he he's just turns fucking into an asshole. Oh, my, and it's it's and it's the mockumentary style. It's so fun. It's like him making a Abed's making the mockumentary. Right. And his he's like using uh, what's the apocalypse now mockumentary? The dark side of the moon. Hearts no. of darkness. Hearts of darkness. Yeah. Um, and he's using that as an inspiration, and they kind of do make fun of that a bit. Like the he they they compare the community college commercial to apocalypse now. It's really yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just there is so much fucking fodder in. It's just finding film a thread and and TV and commercials. I just feel like we kind of hit it a couple times. No, have we done? A, we've done at least yeah, we one. have. We've done the PA one. Um, is that it? <laughs> I feel like we have done it a couple times though. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't anymore. remember right now either. We've done so many episodes. Um, uh, or like like dating show style thing could be really funny um what about um going from the other angle you know how like we said modern family the teacher's lounge or sorry abbott elementary um the office parks and rec like they're very like they picked a topic and then just made a mockumentary on it mm -hmm. it's like uh, modern family is like uh brady's bunch but not a mockumentary you know what i mean like the office is like the any office show but with mockumentary what if we pick an occupation yeah it, what's kind of coming to my mind right now is a memory of my high school summer job. I worked at an amusement park. <laughs> okay. Have I ever told you this? The lifeguard job? Yeah. yeah. I, I can't swim uh, very well. And it was the kind of place that let me be a lifeguard. I was watching the pool. I was monitoring children 
who were swimming and potentially drowning. And if I had to go rescue them without a pool skimmer, I would have been fucked. Um, but like this place was nasty. Can you tell us about the, I feel like you've done it on the podcast. Maybe not, but can you tell about the story where you almost drowned? Yeah. I mean, uh, plot twist. I'm so away. sorry if I've done it already. I don't, I feel like, yeah, but who cares? Let's do it. Uh, okay. So I can't swim without plugging my nose and, and what, what, my what was your job? And my job was sitting at the bottom of the pool. I was a lifeguard. I would just sit there in this umbrella that hey, I bottom got. Bottom of the pool? What do you mean? In the water? Or at the bottom of the pool, like where the, the slide would okay. uh, exit. The, the slide would empty. I'm into... like, first starters, you're in the pool. You're bottom of the fucking thing. You're already in the I'm <laughs> already drowning. <laughs> the starting of my job. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like the, the it was like one of those corkscrewy kind of water slides. It would eject uh, into the pool. And there was a very strong current sucking up the water back to the top. So if a kid's like in a life jacket or whatever, like they just are kind of treading water and swimming toward me on the spot. And I would just extend a, a pool skimmer, take him back in. I was wearing a sombrero that I brought home from my youth exchange trip in Mexico, like a fucking idiot. Like just, you know, one or two tattoos, like, like so cool, big aviators, just like not giving a shit about anything. And, uh, like I, like I said, like the, the slide was a corkscrew. So like you, you don't really see what's happening in the slide as they're coming down until like the very last little bend that straight set, straightens out and then shoots into the pool. And this dad comes up to me. Sometimes, you know, they'd be like, go, you know, you got to catch my kid or whatever. And you just stand to the side. I could stand up in the bottom of the pool and just kind of like, you know, just right. guide them into the water and put them up the yeah. side. Like it wasn't, it wasn't too tough. But this one time this guy comes up to me and he crouches down and he's like, yeah, I'm, uh, my kid, uh, He's got these uh, red trunks on, and uh, and then I look up at the slide, and I see this kid with red trunks coming down the straightaway. And he's like, "Oh yeah, that's him. He can't swim." And I was like, "Fuck!" And I like, I don't know what, what kind of power came over me, but like, I did this like big giant step launch into the pool, and like, basically landed at the exact point that he came off the slide. And this kid fucking double foot kicked me in the face. I go down, like, all I see is, like, just, I see, like, all of a sudden, just the sun. My eyes are just like, I can't see shit. I fucking drop under the pool. How old are you? I'm, like, 16, 17. He drop kicked your Double drop kick in the face. I'm now in the water. I inhale all the water. Like, I didn't have enough time to plug my nose, obviously, because I just got fucking donked. And then I just feel these arms pick me up, and the dad just, like, pulls me out of the water and puts me on the side of the pool. No fallout happened. No one got in trouble. Yeah, the kid but it's was, more like just the dad the was just kid, disappointed in you. But yeah, I, I was the shame I felt was horrible. I just sat there. I like took my sombrero off. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I just flew I don't deserve the, the sombrero. I'm, I'm, not as, I'm not as cocky as I'm making myself out to be. But the kid kept swimming. Like He got in fine. Didn't even need me. Oh, so the kid could swim. The kid could totally swim. That was the biggest so, plot twist. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but this place was nuts, man. Like. Uh. Kids would cut themselves on the, like, we'd have to go up and, like, put putty in the joiners of the slide every morning. And, like, the go-karts, like, the helmets were too big for the kids, so they'd always be going off the road. And I would have to, like, go in the woods and drive them out. So here's here's what you said. I want to take that, and I want to raise stakes more. Yeah. So this is what I'm thinking. Have you seen Triangle of a Sadness? Triangle yeah. of a Sadness. Triangle of Sadness. Yes, I have. Um, What if it's, like, kind of what you're saying, where it's either lifeguards or like an amusement park or this big like clubhouse, like maybe it could be golf club. Nah, let's make it an amusement park. But it's like, it's like a world where this amusement park is only for the wealthy. Like there's Disney World and Disneyland. And this place is even more special. It's like fucking people come there because they're like billionaires or millionaires or whatever. And against the first pitch, maybe mm-hmm. we don't go this aggressive. But I find that we already like it's a bit more interesting characters. 
And then the mockumentary is of the staff that works there at the most expensive resort in the world or the most expensive amusement park. Yeah, that sounds that, sound like? that sounds like it could be really fun because you could really, you know, like Triangle of Sadness, play with class. Exactly. Know? That's what I mean. Like it literally... Yeah, it's it's like cringy moments as well. You can add like there's that that have you seen you've seen it. You said sorry, right? You said yes. Yes. Yeah. You know that scene where it's such a when she's like she tells one of the workers to get into the water. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a very big moment yeah. to show the class and kind of show like how she's uh, like I'm not allowed to yeah. get in the water. And then they're like the whole staff now has to go swimming because the fucking. Uh, guests want to see this yeah and it becomes like this rat race of like well we gotta fucking literally uh dance for our money or dance for our like wages or whatever right so in an effort for this woman to like be inclusive she's in turn humiliating every single person she thinks she's being so nice she's like hammered she's like you should do this or yeah sorry a bit loud no it's okay i turned it down Mm. so that's what i'm thinking it's like you do a mockumentary about that it could be amusement park but because even like the what I like about mockumentaries is the exaggeration of the world. Like The Office doesn't do it, sure, but Spinal Tap or even what's the one you said, Best in Show, already sounds hilarious because it's like such a small, it's like a talk show, but I'm sure, I haven't seen it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like they put a lot of stakes in this world and that's what the drama and the comedy comes in, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so it's I, like, we got to raise the stakes. Have you seen yeah. High School Musical 2? No. Okay, well, I'm not going to make it, but it's like they work at a... Can you explain the plot in full excruciating detail? <laughs> but it's like the kids, go, for summer, they get a job at this big, like, is it a fucking... Wow, I can't remember exactly what it is. I don't think it's a golf resort, because they also have, like, baseball t- games. Wait, in wait, it. wait. The, why is it called high school? Uh-huh. I mean... Because high school musical one was in high school, and then that same high school class in their summer vacation all get jobs at this really high-end, high-floating uh, place. Um, and then they have to have work there and like, you know, and then it's like a bit of class, a tiny bit of class there where like there is one rich student who actually goes there for a vacation and then she sees them there and then mm. she's like kind of whatever. So it's like, you know, I'm thinking like that's the world where we could do 16 year old Jono character, you know, or we could do older people where it's like literally the manager at this place. He's like th- 40 years old and he's like, he's like very, he's very precious about his job. A little party downish vibes, you know? Yeah. Uh, what's the name again? Uh, Ken Marino Ken Marino vibes and he's very like it takes it very seriously and it's always like only a summer job it's like three months they work here and that's it so they all meet every summer three for three months at this resort or wherever uh, a bit of a hot American summer too yeah. and and maybe it's like that they, they pay their whole year they're all like they could be all kinds of different folks and like they make so much money yeah. in those three months that they can just sort of live a life of luxury for that's the rest of the year that's very interesting yeah so that from tips from tips they make so much like money tips and, and just and a, like the hourly wage is still yeah. really good oh, that's really good and then um we could have a ryan temp character or ryan temp character in the sense of like sorry i, I was gonna think of other characters like him but you know how there's like those characters that are proxies for audience so it's like someone who's it's their first his dad used to work here and his dad's retired or whatever or his dad's brother is retired or whatever right so he's like the a new worker here and they're showing him the ropes. I'm just saying that's oh yeah a yeah potential yeah. like fish out of water or a potential like I I think that makes sense because like otherwise, um, yeah. Well, I guess exposition is pretty easy, but it's an yeah, easier true, it's an easier path into it. Like why why is the crew here? Yeah, that's a good kind point. Of thing. Um, yeah, I guess exposition is kind of easy. Oh, but okay, but how about that? So, what if we? mix in the other idea i was saying where like this is not a mockumentary usually and this summer a film crew is here yeah 
you could maybe play with that. Like a film crew is like, oh, we find this resort very interesting. And the whole thing ends with the filmmaker of this thing getting killed because the rich people are like, you've seen all our ways and how fucked up we are. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, for sure. I like that because I do like the idea of like kids treating adult like the kids get to go into a really fancy restaurant and just treat waiters like shit and like hmm. do like weird wine tasting and stuff. But um I have another idea. Okay. That could be really interesting to explore. What about like I know we kind of said, well, maybe films a place we should stay away from because we talk about it a bunch, but what if it's a mockumentary about the a documentary film crew on mm-hmm. a reality show? So it's like a crew following the crew, you know? It's pretty it's pretty complicated. So like it's like Survivor, for example, or some shit. It's like yeah, it's interviewing and filming the camera crew that's behind Survivor or behind The Bachelor. The Bachelor or whatever and like their inner politics. Kinda like there's a show called Unreal that was really good. It's like a, it's a drama show, not a mockumentary, but like it's a show about the behind the scenes nature of that of those shows and how brutal the producers are on the characters on the on the the real people and that's pretty fucking cool i want to watch that it's fucking dark man but great show but i I thought that that could be a funny it it would be a funny thing but it might get complicated no i think it's great i just want to raise the stakes a little bit more like you know what it is like you know the idea you said about that other film where it's like uh, documenting a fucking killer like my worry with this is like what, what are they what's, filming? It's what's, just like, oh man, I gotta film this girl as she talks about her life, or this guy who talks about his yeah, life. This is boring. Yeah, like what's their stakes, right? Yeah, so, that's true. Okay, you want high stakes? Like, uh, d- what I, about a what about a cannabis infused steak restaurant? Uh, oh, I admit, <laughs> what was the joke I made last week? Literally high stakes. Wasn't oh, it with I, you? Did I do that last week? Ugh. We talked about it, no, but then I said, uh, um. <laughs> I was like, here's a yeah, I did. I was like, here's a rap line for anyone listening. Oh yeah, uh, give my cow some weed. Call that high stakes. Okay. I can't remember what Damn I said it. last week. Yeah, well, we've talked about this, Jono. So that was a callback. That's that's a callback. Jono, we've that's done mockumentary already too. Jono, yeah. this has all been done. Oh, this is a way. Uh, this is therapy for you. Should we do a mockumentary about making our podcast? Is that what <laughs> is that what this is? Is this a <laughs> this mockumentary? That's what it is, man. Look Shit. at the camera right there. Fuck. Um. Yeah, there's something there. No, I like I like the I like the the amusement the the rich people amusement park thing. No, but I also no I like this like, man. As soon as you bring up film like or like the film world, like you know I'm always like I'm putty. I'm like okay, let's do that. Like it does excite me because I'm like, what can we do about that? Like the the mockumentary about the documentary crew. Like there's something there. What's the stakes? Because uh, yeah, it's what's the. What are they filming, and why is it so important that we have to do a mockumentary on them? I like, the, I like, the, I like just think, thinking about that. Like, what well, is that? Like, I don't want to fucking go down the Titanic submarine thing, but maybe it's this. Like, maybe it's a. All right, I got something. Uh, I want something like that. Like, just something going to space, you know, or like. Uh, interesting. Like it's like but, it's like a Paul. It's like uh, oh, what if it's like found footage slash documentary, and it's about the. The moon landing. Yeah, like it's some, Neil Armstrong's our main character. Well, it could it could one hundred percent be a found footage thing. Like they found this footage, and uh, someone oh someone was working it, on a and mockumentary then, and then, they, and then they, they, a documentary, and then they found those people and talked about what it was about, and then like all these secrets came That's out. That's pretty you know? fucking and it's like you go cool. Back, you go back in time and now watch just them for the sake of because you've seen it and I haven't. Is this uh, are we uh, ripping off Operation Avalanche? Uh, Operation. Avalanche. That's the, what's his name? 
Matt Johnson. Yeah. It's he's he's got a style that harkens mockumentary. No, but, but is that what it is? It's is that movie's not about this, right? It's about faking the moon landing. Okay, so ours is like a mockumentary about that topic a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, first of all, there's also a Ru- what's his name? Fuck, Rupert Grint. What's the guy's name who played Ron Weasley? I think that's his name. Sounds like a made-up name, but is his name? Yeah, Rupert Grint. Rupert Grint uh, sounds like a Harry Potter character. Yeah, yeah. it does. Um, he he played a mo- uh, he was in a film about it. Let me find the name real quick because it's a cool idea that they did. It's called Moonwalkers, and it's about um, I think like they're trying to get to Kubrick to do the moon landing. It's about the the moon landing, mm. and it's like they're trying to hire Kubrick, and he like pretends to be Kubrick or they, he just takes it on because he needs the money or something. Mm. It's like, it's about that. Too. My whole point is it's been done. It's not like, you know, like every idea has been yeah, done. We don't need to do the, um, the moon landing though. Like what if it's just like the first, uh, sort of like orbital. Well, I was making the case or... for, we should do the moon landing because no one's done a mockumentary about it. Yeah. Cause it is like pretty funny. We got so much fun with it. And like the, like what you said, it's pretty smart. Like it's like they find this, and they're like, wait, you were going to make a documentary about the faking. Or maybe it's not the faking. Our, maybe our film is it did happen. And it's a mockumentary about other shit they found. They're like aliens or something. Mm-hmm. And they started a civilization there. And they filmed this over there and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that could be that could be something. Can I throw another one at you? Of course. To make it muddier because we're pretty lost right now. Slop it not up. Really. Slop it up, baby. Um, a heist. A mockumentary about a heist. Hmm. Is that interesting? Like imagine not Ocean's Eleven, but kind of Ocean's Eleven because they're funny too. So it's mockumentary is pretty easy to put into there. But it's like the mockumentary is about a guy. He's like starts off like the, it's like the Daniel Ocean of it all. And he's like, I'm trying to do a thing. And he's talking to the camera about this filmmaker who wants to f- document this. It's like Rick Pond or something. <laughs> Danny Ocean, Rick Pond. I mean, Rick, me, Rick Pond. Um, he's a B grade Danny Ocean. Yeah. Um, and he's like talking to the camera and the filmmaker is like his brother or whatever. And he's like, I want to document this. And so he's talking, he's like, I'm going to make this heist. And then the rest of the mockumentary is like him, like, you know, doing interviews with these other potential, like crack safe person. Is that the term safe cracker? Yeah, I guess so. I guess. I don't know. Lock picker. Lock picker. Sure. The, the, the hacker and this, and and then like the fucking gymnast for some reason, you always need a guy who can do flips. Um, that would be a heist stakes. Oh, mm-hmm. I did say high stakes. Maybe I was trying to say heist stakes. I think maybe. Um, that could be cool because that you you kind of dive into that man bites dog world where it is a little more serious and like um, the stakes are high because the filmmakers could, it could be really exciting at first because they're planning and it's like it's all speculative and in the future and then when the time comes to actually do it, like the moral sort of bumper starts to happen and you're like oh my god like i'm actually like they just walk into a bank and like shoot someone in the face right away yeah yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, shit, yeah 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 this is fucking I was gonna, way too yeah, real i was yeah 100 i was gonna go that i like that oh sorry too loud again i get too excited when you see these ideas man. that's good um i was gonna go that route but i like that you went more like he sees the high i was gonna say what if the high people go in and they just get fucked right away like it's like that the oceans 11 crew just starts getting shot at and they're like one of them gets shot right away and dies on the spot and they're like shooting back at them and and he's and the filmmaker's like what the fuck and yeah. he's still filming it though That's and he's still thing. filming it and the guy's got a wound he's like yeah sometimes this happens you walk into a heist yeah he's still talking to the, the camera and then, and then a headshot the gut. <laughs> yeah and then and even at one point and then he can go to, and then like only two guys left and one of them's like call the fucking ambulance he's like i can't interfere with the subject like the yeah. filmmaker's like this is verite I, this is cinema verite i can't I cannot influence yeah, it at all i can't call the cops 
because you're hurt. And the guy's like, are you fucking kidding me? It's just, and for some reason, I, don't, I do like the idea that the filmmaker is like the younger spoiled brother of the main guy, like yeah. Rick Pond or Daniel Ocean, you know? And he, <laughs> and he's just like, that's why they're putting up with it. And at near the end, they're like, you're an asshole. Like, they're just like all against him. Yeah. Um, and then we could have fun with it where either the, the, the filmmaker who's following the heist dies or cut to around I think the it goes Finn and then there's like a round of applause and he's at a film festival for his film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he actually wins an award. <laughs> that would be funny. Um there's I like that. Right I like the heist idea because it's real world. The moon thing or like just a space flight found footage thing could be really cool. I like those better than the amusement park. I like the amusement park a lot when it started, but these other two are very like fucking intense and I do like that. Like they're yeah. very like big lies or big problems to have. Yeah, I just hope I didn't tell that story twice for no reason, but um, <laughs> I just will never tell it again. Um, Episode fifty. I'm gonna make you say it again. I've got more stories from that place. Um, yeah, I don't know. Grounded or outer space? Wait, which one's grounded? Both grounded would be grounded. grounded. Heist is more realistic than a space flight. Mm. Okay, it's more feasible for. I'm gonna go off like the. The energy, we did get really. We started throwing so many ideas out when we talked about the heist right now. Mm-hmm. Where the 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 moonlight, yeah. like that's good, that's cool. What if we do this? But the heist, we were like just throwing shit, which means like a lot of fodder. I think yeah, there's a lot of fodder, and there's room for everyone to be affected either positively or negatively. Because like the filmmaker getting like thrown into the the troughs of a heist, the heist guys, their plan failing, and the people who are in. Is it, is it a bank or is it a... Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it a grocery store? Like... It's just humans, real similar. There's a similar, lot of... So, there's a lot of consequence yeah, there. And like, then you could, you know, you start with just the, the camera crew and the heist people, but then you can start like, hey, uh, do you want to say anything for the camera? And they're like, I'm, I'm being held hostage right now. And it's like, oh, you're being held hostage. How does it feel to have a gun to your head? And it's like, it feels bad. <laughs> you know, That's like, really good. There's a lot of... And then we could figure out if we, we want to be... Not the I don't know what the word is goofy maybe but because <laughs> this is pretty stupid but if it makes me laugh if it's just like the heist is going on and then he's like cutting to like the people shooting and then he goes to, like you said one of the hostages like his hands up and he's like how do you feel whatever and then he goes back and then it cuts to a talking head of the hostage with a gun on his head yeah. but he's like you know in the office and Jim sitting in the conference room talking yeah. so it's a very like calm tripod setup. And he's talking to the camera and there's a gun at his head. Yeah. But he's like, like, yeah, so it's kind of a bummer. It's kind of a bummer to be here. And, but that's very like goofy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you, we could do a Parks and Rec style, modern family style heist. Like if those characters were going to do a heist, it, there'd be a lot of banter and a lot of like yeah. kooky things happening. Yeah. No, I do like that. Yeah. Okay. It would be more fun to write than something a little more serious. So I say we start. I'm already sorry. In my head, I'm like, we're doing the heist. What okay. do you think? Heist. Heist. It is. Heist stakes. Um, so uh, uh, that could be the name he comes up with. He thinks it's so clever. Mm. I do like that. It's funny. Heist yeah, stakes. Yeah, and no one likes it. Yeah. But, but I, yeah. But um, um, so now I'm trying to think if we were to actually make this, right? To be kind of go back on my own point. I think you can make this funny, but also so good. Like, so like uh, raw and like you see the heist happen that maybe I'm just saying this right now before we get into the beats, maybe we don't cut to talking. Like I'm literally, I just pushed the idea and I'm going to say we maybe shouldn't do it, but maybe we shouldn't go goofy during the heist. The, the goofy is him being like, the comedy is him just still. Oh it's, it's yeah. One, yeah. It's, it's like, say the characters, what's the, what's the filmmaker's name? Uh, Robert Pond. 
Robert Pond. Robbie. Robbie Pond. Yeah, Robert Pond, but they call him Robbie. Yeah. Because he's like a young brother. Yeah. Uh, so Robbie, he, he's filming it too. Like, that's the thing, right? I, that's how I picture it. Or do you picture like he has a film crew with him at the heist? Yeah. I see him like he's a one-man band and he has like a mic on the camera and he has a nice like red uh, uh, dragon or no, no, not red dragon. What's the, what's the small Komodo or something? Yeah. Or, like or a a black mirror. magic. You should have a DSLR. Like you should have just like one of those fucking 5D rigs. With a shoulder like, rig and everything. Yeah, yeah. And like the little monitor and like. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. just this, he, this stuff's always going wrong. He's always trying to put labs on people. He's like, it's really good for sound. I'm like, we don't have, what are you doing? We can't put a lav on him right now. A lav. For those who are listening that don't know, it's or a little Tracy. microphone that that uh, sticks to your shirt lapel. and lapel and uh, is hidden from view, so you can get clear audio. Yeah, I, I like the idea of him just even at one point throwing it. Okay, we'll get we'll do ADR later. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll, it, we'll find we'll ADR it. Yeah, <laughs> and this guy could be this Robbie guy could be so detached from reality that um, uh, he thinks he can manipulate stuff like that. You know, like he thinks it's fine to. Well, he's he's blinded by his passion like I, I do like adding that right so it's sincere right that's where our sincerity comes in he's not doing it as a gag or he's not doing it to be cool he's like a film he's an authentic film and even like we could show like so his brother let's, i'd like we're sticking to the pond brothers now and it's rick pond who's producing his documentary maybe too right yeah. um rick, maybe that's what the heist Robbie. weirdly the heist is kind of he's like i'm gonna take some of the money and put it towards your doc <laughs> yeah. but um but rick pond is very like we could do two ways rick pond can be embarrassed of his brother but also i like the idea of him being like he actually, uh, he won a he won a sun, uh, Sundance, or he won like some even lower film festival, maybe not he, Sundance. Yeah, maybe. he went to a Sundance lab or something. Yeah, you know they're they're calling him like yeah whatever or like his last quarter, documentary. He was a quarter finalist in the Nichols scholarship. Yeah, what's that? It's like a writing scholarship. Yeah, so, so I guess you know it really what I mean. Has fucking nothing to do with documentary. So it, it could literally be him kind of proud of his brother. You know what I mean? That's why he's like, which is shows like the weird world of like how's he allowing this to happen because his brother has like this passion you know or it could be like just an ego thing like i just yeah i want to look cool like i i i do crime to get money and like live this esteemed fucking get women get men whatever so make me a star in this your documentary i I think you could mesh that and also you could also because i do like this like brotherness of it uh, that's why he's allowing it but you're right he's like at the right angle like he's very less superficial the brother yeah he's very like doing it for his thing and his like the heist people Maybe one of them is okay with it because he likes films a lot, like, you know, whatever. Maybe a, a bunch of them aren't okay with it. Um, I do like that. So I'm just worried that we're going too fast because I'm seeing it all. And I think you're seeing it too. So just to reiterate. I want to I wanna come up with some more, like, bits and stuff. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. We still got, we're still doing good for time. We got to an idea early. No, I mean fast as in, like, I feel like. I'm always worried that I've I, I've said stuff that makes sense, but really people are listening to just bits of my brain. Oh, and I I'm see. seeing it the film clearly. I understand. So just to reiterate, let's slow let's it up. down. The film, the film is, is about a documentary, a documentary filmmaker, filmmaker whose, whose brother, brother is, is a con man. What do you call them? Uh, a heistman. Yeah, let's call him a heistman. A heist. A heistman. Heistman. A heistman. Yeah. Uh, a heistman and he's like a, he's done heist before or no uh yes i think he should have done some successful heists some heisting in the past because Wait, should he because then why is he so fucked on this heist is it funnier if it's his first heist and he's like documented <laughs> it could be or it could be called my first heist yeah like you know that's so stupid and funny it it's is, like bottle rocket yeah <laughs> yeah which is a heist movie right yeah yeah it starts as a heist movie and then becomes something else um, um that could be 
cool. I don't know because what would be the motivation? I guess the brother's just got a camera and likes to do stuff and the brother wants to do a heist. But then I think we got to think of the core of why okay. uh, Richard Pond wants to do the heist in general. Like, so so scratch be- that. You're right. It's, it's, it felt much more natural that he's, uh, he's, he is Danny Ocean. Yeah. And he's done a couple heists. And maybe this is like a big one for them. And he has, because he's still recruiting a team. So yeah, so far, the filmmaker's brother is a heistman. And the film starts with like basically like that talking head that's in every mockumentary, which is someone talking to the camera. That's what a talking head is. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a heistman. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's the first line. And then he goes, and then you just put that over other footage, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. He's telling him how to, and then Robbie's like, dude, don't edit my film for me. Like they're having a brother argument where he's like, don't tell me how I'm going to edit this film. All right, I'm just saying, if I say that line, it's weird if I say it to the camera. Or like, it's like a slow push in and it's the guy like talking straight down the barrel, like as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a heistman. And then the focus buzzes and the guy's like, ah, hold on, back to ones. And he's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Harris slides back. And yeah, 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 he does it again. Yeah, and then, but I do like that. Then he goes, and then he gets up right proper take, and then he's like, "Dude, you're actually aren't you gonna put this voiceover over something?" Because I like that the brothers, like they have this through, even during the heist. Maybe when he's getting shot at, he's like, he's like giving him ideas for the shots, and Robbie's still like, "Don't tell me what to do." Yeah. Okay, yeah. I know how to edit this film. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like they're having weird brotherly fights about how to shoot the film. Yep. You know what this is? It's like if the Safety brothers were like. Let's make a heist movie Funny. and I'm going to go rob a fucking bank. Yeah. Only they probably would do it. Yeah, they, but they that's would what do I mean. For real. Oh, dude. Okay. Man, I feel so bad for people listening because I keep throwing curveballs. Um, random curveball. What if it is kind of like the Safety brothers and they're filmmakers and they're like, we're going to go do a heist to make this documentary. So literally, you know how you were like, what's their... Oh, oh yeah. That's, what's their, what's, that's, that's good. You know how you're like, what, why is this... If it is his first heist, why would he even do it? It's like Richard and Robbie Pond. They're the Pond director brothers. They've done a document. They've done a film already. Yeah. And even as they go to talk to other heist people, like the team members, they're like, why are you guys doing this? And it's because they're like, well, we're trying to make this fucking film. Yeah. And we, and we want to make a heist film, but... We we watched a bunch of them and they just don't feel real. Yeah, they don't feel real. We want to yeah. make a real one. That's that's the good way. So they literally go do a heist and they make it. And then again during the heist, they're like, "We're way in over our heads. Like this was not a good idea." Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. And they get people killed because of it, like their own team members and shit too. Yep. Uh, and it could start off on like a red carpet kind of thing, and it's like, "So what's next for the Pond Brothers after your big Sundance showing or whatever?" And it's like, "We well, we want to make a he- like just basically what you just said. Yeah. Like we could establish them at a festival and kind of well, that's where I mean, I'm just saying though." as a mockumentary that's exposition dump we could do in talking head oh yeah but like because then you start because I, I like your other opening where it's like right the focus but i just find that such a funny beginning to a film it's true where it's like going into the guy's face and the focus is fucked and he's like but you'd probably want to cut to like the in, in a proper doc you would cut to footage oh even if it's then you the footage, it could be yeah. a, a, like an announcer voice like the pawn brothers won gold at the fucking blah 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 festival and then they wanted to turn that gold into more gold. Wait, time out. No, but then that's someone making a documentary about this documentary. I'm saying all the footage should be just their footage. Mm. So okay. so it's like them then, it can be showing the footage and as long as it's Robbie's voice or if it's like Robbie t- showing video on a, on a, on a, he's literally playing clips on YouTube of their red carpet as mm-hmm. the camera's over his shoulder. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, so, and then in the red carpet, yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It's more like about, because I'm thinking the whole documentary is whatever they film it's not someone making a documentary about them making right, a right, right. Okay, okay. That Man, makes sense. I, yeah, the wheels are turning. I'm excited. Okay. So then, what are they gonna rob? I was thinking like 
VLTs. Like, you know how you go into the back of a bar and there's like a bunch of really shitty, like, do you want to make this like big and they're going to go big and do a bank or they're going to do a casino or are they going to be kind of petty thugs and do like VLTs or rob a bodega or, you know, what's explain what's, what's a VLT? I don't know what VLT is. Oh, a video lottery terminal. Like, it's just like a nickel machine that's like, you know, you go to the back of the bar and there's just kind of people who, dump their paychecks into that my Th- brain a lot of those back out east my but. brain goes to a bank only because it's like are what they think simpler because they're like that's what we've seen in the movie so they go to a bank or what do you like that yeah i don't know i actually don't know what they're robbing um like where would they go because then the other fun thing with the vlt thing is like i hope we have enough time to make this into, into, into the script but it's like they go to that b- back room and there's a fucking poker game going on with gangsters and they're like, oh shit. And then it be- that's why they get shot at because they fucking were so not good at the recon work and figuring out what they're robbing that they get fucked over. Yeah. So that's like a kind of a thing. Yeah. Like, or like, yeah. The, I mean, the it, idea you said about the hostage, it was funny. So I'm like, that's why I think a bank. I do, a bank, a bank makes sense. That yeah. would be the most fodder. And go simpler too, because then it gives us more, we know more shit about it. Yeah. We've seen more films ourselves. Too, I've been in more banks. <laughs> then we- <laughs> Then, then back of bars the back, back of, of the bars. bar vlt zone <laughs> um two filmmaker brothers want to pull off a heist for the sake of making a very um what's the word they used like uh, a very a, a true to life feeling film true to life sincere heist film no bullshit so then it starts with the and then again, so it's like the I'm gonna use Safety Brothers as, a, as our so Safety Brothers. If anyone doesn't know, they made Good Time, they made um, Uncut Gems, Uncut Gems, they Daddy Long Legs, they made a lot of good films. Um, Benny Safty is the one who's actually in Oppenheimer. Um, he's like the what's the guy's name in Oppenheimer? He's like the guy who wants to make the hydrogen bomb, the H bomb, in um, Oppenheimer. Have you seen Oppenheimer? No. Okay, sorry, but he's in in Oppenheimer. Um, the reason I bring them up is because, like, I'm thinking one of them usually is in their films as well. So, like, the Benny character is our uh, Rich Rick Pond, you said, I think, right? Mm. So, one of them is like, yeah, I'll be the star of it. And then the other brother. And they're both directing. And that's why, oh, that's why they're butting heads being like, do this or whatever. He's like, dude, I'm fucking, I know what I'm doing. So, they're both filmmakers. So, they're both, like, <laughs> yelling at each other. They're jockeying for yeah. yeah status. And then Rick uh, is the actor as well in a way. Like, he's like, I'm going to be in it. And mm-hmm. they're, they're, yeah. So he's like, I'll be the subject of the film. And then Robbie's the one behind the camera. And maybe there are definitely talking head moments of Robbie being like, talking about the making. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we see him on camera because he's like behind the camera. And then he films himself being like, we're going into this bank now. And I think Rick is going to, like, he's literally already maybe even foreshadowing before they get into the bank. Like, I think Rick's an over, in over his head. And it's oh fuck okay they're opening the door okay certainly like you know yeah, like very yeah, like yeah. that. Um. <laughs> should there be? I always, I just feel like there should be a sound person like that's just kind of in the mix somehow. I'm just worried there's so many heist team members to fill in. I don't think they should have like a. I don't think it should be that fleshed out. Should it be? They're just like, yeah, okay. I'm going to be on camera. There should be maybe one more or two more. And and the thing is, I like the idea of, not like because it's pretty dark, but they get them killed too because they're so unprepared. So it's yeah. like literally someone gets shot because of these brothers who are just not prepared and just over there. So maybe they get one, one guy or another guy. And they're not, like you said, fleshed out like hackers or whatever. They're just like, yeah, I rob stuff or whatever. And they just hire them off uh, Kijiji or something. Yeah. Have you stolen something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They put uh, them in yeah. Ad. 
I answered an ad. Are you it, comfortable on camera? Yeah. <laughs> um, or they have like an inside an inside person who works at the bank, but like they, that person misunderstands the ask. They're like, I thought you were coming like after work to film, not during work. And like I, he thinks you're just, they're just using the bank. Like, as yeah, like yeah. A, you can use the bank as a location, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> their cousin or something, or yeah. their uncle or some shit. That's pretty funny. That could be fun. Okay. I'm going to lay it out like roughly and you tell me what needs work. Okay. Opening. He's talking to the camera and we start very ominous, maybe even music and shit. And it's like, ever since I was a kid. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll make that line better. We won't yeah, do oh, the yeah. really thing. Yeah. Because like that, that sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then as that's happening, there's like a push in, like you said, like the film starts very epic and then there's like the focus like goes the, out. The focus gets fucked up or the camera shakes or yeah. like, a or he gives up. him a note. He ruins it by giving him a note. Maybe even. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think, I think the camera thing would be better because like he could, he, the guy could hold the gravitas of his posture and eye eye contact yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit. And then the camera fucks up and it's just like, woof, and it like resets yeah, and yeah. it's like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And it's like, what the fuck? Robbie, what the fuck? Man? And then like he breaks it and then you get to see who he actually is. Yeah. And then yeah. you get to see who he wants to be. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I then like again, that. I do. And I think right then you kind of get the relationship because then he gives him a note like, man, we're going to lay this over uh, uh, whatever. Or you should, you, when you're editing it, he's like, I know what I'm doing. Like they're both kind of right away off the bat. They're brothers who bicker at each other when they're making the film. Yeah. So you have a note there. Then it could cut to a talking head maybe of um, Robbie could, or. And it could just cut to them like uh, a case in the joint. Like they're, it's just in a car, right? And, and uh, I'm not sure who. Robbie's the filmmaker. Richard is the subject, but they're a filmmaking team. So Richard is like at the at the wheel of the car, like looking out the window with binoculars. This or is whatever. the same scene. No, it's or a different the, scene. Like okay. you, you do that intro scene, and then you hard cut right, to right, right, right. the stakeout, and right. then they're talking about okay. So as you can see, like there's a lot of people in there right now. It's probably not a good time to go in or whatever. Like we can find funny things, like case in the joint. But I think like with every piece of the plan that they unfurl for us, like that should also, um tell us something about their character. You know, there should yeah, always yeah. be like, everything is just filled with. Well, here's a question. The, like we should be seeding all the flaws that are going to make their, them ultimately yeah, yeah. Be unsuccessful. Are we doing a mock? So here's a question. When they're case- casing the joint where they're seeing a bank and he's outside and they're like, yeah, so we want to make this like, are they basically talking to the camera documentary form during their film? So they're like, we're making a documentary or, and the documentary is like how to rob a bank. And they're like, that's going to be fucking viral and so good. And we can actually do it, blah, blah, blah. Or are they like making a scripted film and then doing behind the scenes footage talking of it? Um, I know what I, yeah. I feel like in the way that, like, I don't know how tight the scripts are for the Safdie brothers, right? Like, because I feel like there's a lot of realism and there's a lot of like, but it, no, but it's never like breaking life. fourth walls. It's never I mean. break. I think we got to break the fourth wall for sure. We yeah, got to so, have like, so their film, like, what I'm saying is, we're breaking the fourth wall for sure when they're like, oh, we did the, we want a festival and now we want to make a film about a bank robbery, blah, blah. That's breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Now, as he's staking out, are they like, we're making a, is their film so fucking meta? Is there a film that they're making, these brothers, the Pawn brothers, are they like, we're making a documentary so that then they're like talk, telling us everything in film form as opposed to like, I, uh, I, don't mm. know, I wonder if this bag, and then he goes, oh, is that good? Like, does he do that? Or does he just talk to the camera instead of acting? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, ooh, that's a good question. Cause I do think that 
we'd be like veering away from the prompt if we didn't have those talking heads. But, but no, but the talking heads are about. So he does a line. He goes, "I gotta rob this bank to save my dying wife." Like some bullshit fucking backstory, and then cuts to talking head. Yeah, I didn't like the dialogue we chose for that scene, uh, but Robbie insisted we need a backstory. So you know what I mean? Now it's like we have bullshit scripted scenes that they're making. I like cuts to that. Or I, I like that. But then within the like, basically we're watching the raw footage, so we see a bit of the performance, and yeah, then yeah, we see yeah. the bickering. But it could also end at like it ends on a like one of those TV carts that you had wheeled out back in the day in school, and then you see the video kind of finishing up or whatever that last scene, and then it punches out, and they're in a courtroom, and they're like, <laughs> "So you you we just watched this forty-five minute." You know, documentary of you and completely as admitting had, to the process. As the judge said that, he goes into the mic, goes, "It's the first draft, still, still a first cut. Yeah, uh, yeah we're yeah. still editing it. There's still, there's still some color to be done, just so everyone knows." <laughs> and it's like, but you both think you're innocent, and they're like, "Yeah," you know, like there could be yeah, some funny like rug pull at the end. Okay, I mean, I think we're figuring it out. I do this, dude. I, I'm very excited. I like this idea a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm just again pitching shit because I do think there's you could go both ways. I do think also that these fucking crafty storytellers are like, we're making a documentary about this. So they're very... Yeah, it just seems like it would be too like... Like there needs to be them or like that main guy trying to take himself seriously a bunch, you know? Like when they're when they're filming it, like uh, not always looking at the camera and winking and explaining stuff, like trying to do these scenes for real and then be like, ah, uh, yeah. You you flub that line. Yeah yeah yeah. I'm just my again. I'll be honest. My concern I'm I'm thinking is the is the length of it because to do both like where he's taking himself seriously, then we cut to talking head, and then we got to show the team. Not team. I don't think it should be a team, but I do think people need to die. So unless Rich, the one of the fucking brothers, dies, I do think a team member dying is funny, or the sound recorders, I guess, dying is funny. Not funny, sorry, but you know, like it adds to the fact that they're so over their head. Yeah. Um. So I'm just thinking all this to shove it in. Are we trying to make two films in this film? Or do we just say that? Do we just say that? I got a text. I had nowhere to go. So I was kind of saving me the text a little bit. Uh, What do we say? I don't know what to say. Yeah, I think we're going to, we might have to find that aspect of it. But like they want to make a film, like a narrative film, but with a documentary feel. So it feels real. Right, right. But then they're like, well, like we can't just go into a bank and not rob it and it still feel real. So we have to, we have to rob it and we have to go in in character. Yeah. And the camera has to be hidden or whatever. Um, can we, can I, sorry, can I just uh, make it simpler? Okay. Can we basically start the scene to film um, a line from Rich, a serious line, but there's people sitting next to him. Like there's two, three guys. And it's like a line being like, we're going to go in. We might not come out alive. He goes, sorry, man. Fucking the boom wasn't the shot or some shit, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. And he goes, fucking goes back into it. We're going to go in, but we might not, we, we're, we're all going to go in, but we all might not come back alive. Okay. Na- that was good. That was good. Um, we might need to ADR. <laughs> it's still a problem. So first, he's like, we might still need to ADR it, but whatever. That was good. Let's move on. And then, and then literally you're still, the camera's still rolling. And he's like talking to him. He's like, okay, so the next scene, and they're explaining to the other actors slash people. And they're like, so the next scene, we're going to meet up in a couple hours outside the bank. Um, and we're going to, we're going to go in 
and uh, and shoot it, blah blah. And again, reminder: this is real. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all like, yeah, yeah. And like the, the, the misfit characters need to be all kind of funny, where they're all like just doing it for fame or whatever. They don't understand what the fuck they're getting into either. Just really add to it all. And then you cut to a talking head, and Robbie's like, yeah. So after the success of our last film, right here, you cut to like uh, newspaper cutouts or whatever. And he's talking or whatever, right? He's like, uh, Robbie's like. Uh, Robbie and Richard both sitting in front of the camera doing a talking and being like, yeah, after our last uh, thing, we felt like this was it. A very meta, like they know that they're being meta. They're like the meta heist film where we make the film and that's part of the film. And th- th- what makes that easier for us too is that these kids are so far up their ass that they're not thinking that this is separate. They're like, this is part of the film, by the way, what we're saying to you right now. Yeah. There's like, this is such a, this is a very Abed kind of thing to do, I guess. But yeah. They're like the making. uh, We've seen Apocalypse Now, and we've seen Heart of Darkness. We've seen films that are great, and then their documentaries are great. But we've never seen a film, which has its documentary woven within itself. Yeah. And the thing is, as an audience, you're like, I don't even know what the fuck that means. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like that's confusing, but we could just make it confusing. Yeah, because because fully convoluted. Because you're still seeing the film as it plays out. Yeah. So it works, but it's just so stupid what they're doing. But what that kind of spurred was like, what if it is this? like one or in it we're just watching the unedited clip from their heist movie like there could be a talking head thing but it could also just be very verite where the camera's kind of finding moments and people are spiking the lens and saying shit to it but like it starts with the first couple of takes like blown line good line all right we're gonna do it now i'm just gonna keep rolling for to keep the audio synced or whatever uh, but remember, guys, this is real. We're going to do it. And then they just go in and then the scene just plays out in like a wonder, you know, but you're like it. But it's just like unedited footage of what. And then we kind of see what their their plan was. But yeah, you would have to cut that. No, yeah, I don't think you need heads. to do that. I think I think what you're saying is for the sake of if it was like if we, if we were worried that why would they cut to the talking head? Why would they edit this even? Like, I think that's I mean, maybe that's where your head's going. It's like, why would you cut to a talking head? But that's the thing. That's where you're a mockumentary. You're taking it. So then you're taking it on the chin where it's like you cut to a talking head, which it's like out of like, dude, the office does it all the time where I'm like, they just did a scene and they did a talking head. But technically the punchline doesn't work because there's enough time has gone in between the talking. Right. So that's where we got to throw it out because a mockumentary doesn't care about that shit. True. True. Uh, Yeah. I do like that idea of that sort of dog day afternoon beginning though, where it's just like, they just walk into the bank right away. Um, Yeah. It's it's real. And we're going to meet in a couple hours and then they do their talking head there. And then maybe they're even uh, just for the sake of it, if we want to put the scene in, then you show them editing what they just shot too. And they're talking to the camera still and they're whatever. And it's like, they're putting it together and it's like, yeah, that's the take. That's the take. And then they cut to like one of the brothers. How about this? They do the opening scene. So I'm just throwing beats out there. Mm -hmm. Opening scene. He does a deep dramatic line. Like we're all going to go in there, blah, blah, blah. Oh, we got to do it again. Out of focus. Does it again. So right away you get the energy. Cut to now it's more of a BTS shot of him being like, we're going to go in, guys. We're going to meet in a couple of hours. And these other con men slash actors are like, yeah, okay. Yeah, remember you bring your masks. And remember, guys, most of all, most important thing. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's good. One of them that have fun, he goes, okay, yes, but this is real. And he's like, yeah, 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 but have fun. And he's like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like one of those. Then cuts to... And they're like, I got your back, I got your back, your back, I got your back, <laughs> I got your back. That's really good. <laughs> and, and then, and, oh, and no, you know how you, uh, you have fun with that too? One of them is like, yeah, I still haven't gotten my lines. There are no lines. 
we're improvising everything. Yeah. Like that's like they make a, a comment about that. Uh, uh, okay, and it's like I just need some. It's like uh, okay, okay, stick them up, get on the ground, give me your fucking money. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Yeah, that's really good. And, and even the way you prompt that is like they're all actors. Like yeah, one of the actors like oh, I didn't get any lines. He's like okay, I I thought it was gonna happen. So remember, we're improvising. But I've emailed all of you a docket of lines or yeah. a docket of like just, just a riff. It's yeah. it's it's a note. It's a shared yeah. note. It's called riffs. It's called heist riffs. Yeah. Just and then uh, and then one of the actors just give them more lines. So one of them's like oh like you said like yeah uh, put them up. Uh, uh, get on the ground. But I don't think my guy would say. Mm, I think he would say them. Put them up. <laughs> okay, yeah, go with that. They, they, yeah, they yeah. love that. They're like, yeah, that's great. Oh yeah, yeah. Go good, with that. Good, good. Go, go with, with that. that. Like they're really like amping him up. And then cuts to hard cut. Maybe Robbie is editing in the back. He's like literally in the same talking head while Rich is talking to the camera. So Robbie's editing, and Rich is like, so after our last hit movie, blah 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 blah. blah he's like, explaining to the camera, and then Rich at, at one point Robbie goes, okay, yo, there's like we're gonna have to shoot that shot again. We'll do it after the heist. Well, it's uh, there could also be like a guy editing in the little like escape van or whatever, and then someone comes in to dump a card. They're like, "Oh, I got, I, I need a new card. I need a new card. Dump the footage quick." And he's like, "Oh, I'm trying. like he could that's really, pretty good." He could just we could also throw away the concept of time and uh, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, dude, fuck yeah. I, I I don't know. The more I think of like the Office or mockumentaries, I'm yeah. like, they don't really ever make sense sometimes. Like, you know what I mean? Like the how the camera is even there or why it's there. I, I might I might be throwing some like wet hot American summer ass shit in there too. Like, like just just bending reality in yeah, some yeah, weird yeah. ways. Um, no, I like that, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, okay, I, so we like this opening. Yeah. So then that's the opening. I think it's just we, we're gonna do opening. We're gonna do some interviews. One talking and then maybe one talking during the editing head, scene, and then we're gonna get into the meat of the robbery. And I think the meat of the robbery. I do like what we were saying, where it's like Robbie's like fixing the, and looking at himself. He's like, oh, we're gonna go in now. Like it's very like that. Like he has a camera and yeah, he's yeah. okay. We're open the door and he just he points it at them as they walk in. Everybody get to the ground. Gunshot in the air. Security comes it's, out and right away one guy gets shot. Yeah, right away. And Robbie's like, like one of their guys. One of yeah, their like yeah, the sound, the sound guys guys. done and he's like taking yeah. the thing off. Oh fuck fuck fuck. And he's like, you know how you have to like reload a mag. He's like taking the boom mic off and like reloading it onto his camera yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he and then they're still filming though. And some of the actor guys are like, "Fuck this!" And one guy runs out. And we'll we'll use security cam. Like we can cut to a security cam if we need yeah, to yeah, see yeah. him do something with the camera. Yeah, good like, call. To we'll, see Robbie we'll, on camera because he's yeah. behind the camera technically. But then so that and I think like we can just not not think too too much. We right can now. add some shit we'll, there. We'll yeah. riff into that. But then ending like, do we end in a courtroom and or like, a film festival? Or a film festival, which would be funny. It could be a film festival, so they're lauded and then they're immediately cuffed. Like there should be some. Well, you know how what you do. Consequence. Yeah. That's a great idea. Film festival. So you see ending, and you think again. The, if you're watching this film, the film's done, and then but it's like the Folsom City Prison Film Festival. Well, <laughs> that's really good. I was gonna say <laughs> that's really funny actually. Can you zoom out and it's like clapping? And you don't see them yet, and then you turn the camera on and it's like prisoners just watching. Yeah, it. yeah. And they're all just like. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna dying. say, what if it's like a, a fucking Sundance, right? And it's like you pull out and it's like everyone's clapping, getting up, and they're clapping, and they're like thing, and then uh, you think they're just happy, but then you kind of zoom out and they have like ankle like cuffs on and things, so they're basically here on just to yeah. watch the screening. Yeah. And then their their parole guys like, okay, look back in the van or whatever to take them back to prison. But I do like prisoner prison film festival. Yeah, that's yeah. really funny. Yeah. It's like the correctional facility, like awards. Yeah. And, and yeah. as soon as they win, people are like, oh, they don't win the film ends. They're clapping and stuff. And they're clapping. And then someone just comes and shivs them like, yeah. real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shank, 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 shank. And runs off. Okay. I, I think there's something there. I think we can bang something out with that. We don't need to reiterate. I think we reiterated. I think we bit. did it a couple of times for our own sake. And therefore, hopefully, those listening still. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll uh, interpolate what, what we're um, going to do. And just one more thing about emailing us. This is a great part for us uh, to get feedback on because I feel like we have to really fucking reiterate the shit out of it. Yeah. So I want to know, this is a great episode example too. Do you need us to then now do a section where we go beat by beat? Yeah. Do we kind of do it or not? Or do you like this conversational uh, off the cuff aspect of it? Yeah. I'm excited to write this one. Okay, me too. All right, uh, shall we get it? Uh, shall we write a script about a heist and make it really good? That's a lot of pressure. Let's do it. And now, behind the heist, a cinematic shot of Rick Pond, male, 26. He's in the middle of a huddle with three grizzled old gangsters who listen intently. The camera pushes in slowly on Rick. Remember, boys. Tonight, we go all in, but that doesn't mean all of us will make it out. The camera is bumped and the beautifully lit image is thrown out of focus. We hear Robbie Pond, male, 24, Rick's younger brother, speaking off camera. Shit, uh, hold on, hold on for a second. Rick and the others break character. What the fuck? Uh, we just need to do another one for the camera. The camera resets and pushes in slowly. Okay, ready and... Rick snaps back into character. Remember boys, tonight we go all in but that doesn't mean all of us will make it out alive. We've chosen a life of high risk, high reward, and tonight, we play for keeps. Robbie steps out from behind the camera to join the men on screen. He claps loudly, and the actors turn to him. Cut! We got it! Rick gestures to the set. I don't know, Robbie, this all feels a little forced. I say we overlay my voice onto that scene of us storming the bank. I need editorial options, Rick. This ain't my first rodeo. Rick tries to retort, but Robbie cuts him off. Huh? Anyways, great scene, guys. We're going to take a bit of a break now and uh, meet back in front of the bank location in three hours. Get some lunch and uh, send me your receipts. The other actors clearly have burning questions, but Robbie bulldozes them. Don't think too much. It's going to be great. Remember to have fun. And most of all, it's real. One of the men, Tommy, thumbs through some emails on his phone. Um, I still haven't uh, gotten my lines. Tommy, real life doesn't have a script. You need to climb into your character's skin and just say what he would say. Improvise. Okay, sure. Like, uh, yeah, okay. I uh, See, I was watching Raising Arizona yesterday. The other actors all nod and murmur. So good. So, so good. good. Cage is a god, but he says, put him up. Like that. Robbie sighs. Sure, a, a little Hollywood, but but works. Yeah. Again, we're, we're, we're the Pawn Brothers, not the Cohen Brothers, okay? We, we're making something raw, something real. Okay, the, the guns you have in your hands do not have fake bullets. So, uh, they're empty? Robbie and Rick share a look. Cut to interior getaway van later. We see through the lens of a documentary camera on a tripod. Rick speaks directly to camera while Robbie fiddles with his laptop in the background, editing the previous scene. After the totally precedented success of our last film, we were scratching our heads on what to tackle next, and one night we were watching Ocean's Eleven, and it felt more like a wet dream, so we decided to make a heist movie that fucks. Robbie looks up from his edit. Dude, your mouth noises are out of control. Okay, we're gonna have to ADR the whole opening scene. Whatever, we'll do it after the heist. Robbie looks at his watch. Oh shit, yeah, okay, let's go. Robbie reaches for the camera and stops recording. Cut to exterior bank later the POV of a shaky documentary camera. We hear Robbie's heavy breathing as his feet jog nervously over the pavement. He poises the frame and focuses on Rick, Tommy, and the other two actors. They reach for the doors of a bank. Wait, wait! They stop as Robbie's camera finds the focus. Okay, ready, and... 
Blam! Rick kicks open the bank doors and the whole crew rushes inside. Interior bank seconds later. We see the scene play out through Robbie's camera. He definitely follows the action. We never see him, but we hear his voice off camera. Bang! Rick fires his gun into the air and he delivers his line exactly like Tommy. Put him up! Tommy lets out a sigh. That was mine. Bang! A gunshot hits Tommy between the eyes. Blood splatters everywhere. Jesus Christ! Robbie takes cover and keeps filming. A security guard pops up from behind the teller, gun still smoking, and lets out another shot. Barely misses Rick. Improvise! Improvise! The other two actors pull out their guns and immediately get shot. One falls down right next to Robbie. Robbie zooms in on the face of the dying actor, and he looks right in the lens. Please help. Sorry, I can't interfere. It's, it's cinema variety. The camera zooms out, and we see Rick taking cover next to his brother. Okay, shit, what do we do? A beat. The camera zooms in on an old lady, 60s, cowering in fear. Cut to interior storage room, moments later. A light turns on and we see the camera focus on Rick and their elderly hostage. She pleads for her life. Please, no, I have grandchildren. That's a little on the nose. Yeah, can you maybe just tell us what's going through your head right now? The old lady screams. <laughs> Robbie lights up. Now we're cooking. Can we just get a few more sound bites from you? Please let me go. Ah, you kind of clipped the audio there. See, you don't have to scream to be loud. She faints. Rick turns to Robbie. Well, there's your teaser. Print it. What's next? Rick puts on his actor's voice. Way I see it, we go out guns blazing, or... Actually, I need a coin for this. You got a coin? Rick pats down his pockets. Robbie hands him a coin. Rick waits for Robbie to adjust the frame, then takes his line again. Way I see it, we go out guns blazing, or we buy ourselves a one-way ticket to Folsom Prison. Rick flips the coin and covers it with his free hand. Before he can reveal it, the storage room door bursts open. The camera turns to reveal a SWAT team, guns drawn. Then, back to Rick, who looks into the lens. We hear Robbie's voice from behind the shaking camera. Cut. Cut to interior, dark room sometime later. Rick and Robbie sit side by side in an interview-style setup. The camera zooms out slowly as they speak. I think it's one of the most ambitious films anyone has ever done. When we set out to make it, we wanted to revolutionize filmmaking. Did we succeed? <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. I mean, sure, we lost a couple good actors along the way, but I'm sure Tommy and the fellas are resting easy, knowing they died for a film that truly fucks. Amen. Amen. The camera continues to zoom out through a set of bars and reveals the brother's prison cell. Outside the cell, a documentary crew are filming them. The director speaks. Cut, that was great. Um, can you talk more about the impact on the people you traumatized? Robbie interrupts. What, why do so many takes? You're suffocating the discourse here. Excuse me? You gotta let the scene breathe, man. I feel like we had it on the first take. The director furrows his brow. Uh, you boys got somewhere to be? Um, I thought not. Uh, let's, let's reset. Yeah, ready, and... Rick and Robbie chime in. Action! Cut to title card, Behind the Heist. Finn! In conclusion, this week's episode is brought to you by Evian. Evian, it's the water you saw first when you opened the fridge at the gas station. <laughs> that's pretty good. Like, I feel like that's what they should be. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, okay. Heist movie. Behind, Behind the, the heist. heist. What? Oh, I thought we were going to continue doing uh, one word no, at a time. No, letting again. you hang. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Jono, uh, uh, what did you like about it? Well, Adil, um, I liked playing with the format of... 
the uh, mockumentary. I like that we could kind of be exposition-y in a lot of ways. There was kind of some shortcuts to get to some meat of the stuff and um, definitely fun ways to kind of bring out character through like how the camera's doing stuff and yeah. like what we're finding and like zooming in on the hostage before going into that other scene. Like there's just little details that we could do that are, you know, a little more hammy on the nose, but totally envelop the the genre, you know? You feel like we played with the format well. I, I, I think we played it as well as we could given the time yeah, fair, we fair, did fair. it in. Yeah. Um I, I mean for me it's it's like it's kind of a surface level answer, but I do I do feel it was original. Like I don't think I've seen uh, a mockumentary on a heist at all. Like even the moon landing one, I was kinda like, Oh, I, I kinda see that and, and if we did the amusement park idea, I would have been like, Oh, it's kinda like Parks and Rec, I guess, in a way. But this felt very like yeah, I've never. I think it's actually a very original idea, and I don't think it's been done ever. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, who knows? But uh, yeah, totally. I'm glad I enjoyed that about it a lot. Yeah, and like it, it does kind of conjure more sort of visceral scenes and stakes, and like characters that are having real repercussions. Like people are dying, people are being traumatized or whatever, yeah. and these dudes are just like totally safety brothers doing. It. Like I just imagine that's how they work. They're like, oh, let's <laughs> yeah. uh, let's shoot this guy in the leg for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because like it, the the the, their style of film is so intense and yeah. real. And like, I feel like we could in, in going back to that man bites dog thing where you're taking a very serious subject and kind of like taking the piss out of it, but it still feels kind of like, Oh my God. Like if we were going to shoot this, that scene where Tommy gets a, sh gets shot in the face should be pretty like fucking jarring yeah. and like, not like, Oh, wah, wah, Tommy's yeah, dead. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh my God, this is real. Yeah. And then these two fucking dickheads are just bulldozing yeah, and, yeah. and continuing to film and being like, not like oh we should we should stop now. It's like what next? Yeah. How do we make They're this? They're still better? trying to make the yeah. movie. Yeah, you know what's crazy is um I just well not cr oh so crazy not crazy at all. But something I just thought of right now is usually mockumentaries are very much um uh controlled by the subject right like uh, Michael Scott or even Spinal Tap. Yeah, Rob Reiner's character is there, but it's about the band. I don't think I've seen it where the antagonists and protagonists are the filmmakers themselves yeah i don't think i've seen that kind of mockumentary because even the one where you said they're following the serial killer in that one mockumentary uh man bites dog it still sounds like the the actual guy on camera the killer is what's kind of um leading the story yeah, that yeah. he's a subject where this is very like it's the it's like it's kind of a very cool um exaggerated take on you know like directors who t uh, you know how there's like people talk about kubrick or the coen brother not really coen brothers but kubrick or the safety brothers or whoever where they're like man they do a bunch of takes and or they do one take or they have this they style 99 takes like yeah. fincher yeah yeah fincher yeah. or like there are some directors like clint eastwood one take and that's it so it's like taking that like um pop culture joke on like how some directors are so like specific and anal or whatever and making a mockumentary that's like yeah it's about a heist but really it's about these two directors it's about their dynamic yeah yeah and it's about them taking their like art too seriously almost you yeah know? and being a bit tone deaf about it because yeah. they keep talking about artifice but then they're always trying to give each other notes and adjust the yeah. scene and, and yeah they're like we don't want to make it phony but then they're still like figuring it out as what the film would be yeah yeah absolutely i don't know i think that's very original I i'd love to kind of poke at this one um and that leads me to what i the one thing what I do you mean by poke at this one uh, like I want to take a stick and just go to town on it. Oh, because yeah. when I think of poke at it, it means like pull it apart and like. No, that's exactly. I was I was making a dumb joke. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, for sure. I would love to like. Um, uh, that was really funny. Oh, thanks, man. I think you did uh, a good um, joke. Thank you. Um, 
thanks um yeah no i would love to take this into a fifth draft like second third fourth yeah because there's a lot more like i do feel like like i kept trying to get more talking heads in there and you're like fuck it because they're like looking at the camera which i totally agree with um but like i think there's way more fodder there's way more camera or character stuff to build out and and sell all the stuff that's happening you know yeah i mean I'm, i'm a fan of like the idea of the, this mockumentary not being talking head heavy because it's like that's part of it you know because they're directors so mostly it's like them just filming shit and then talking to the camera while doing it like yeah. i don't see a lot of mockumentaries like that like you do yeah see there's like a there. there's a style to it yeah. yeah but but no i totally agree where like to me this is the first one in a few episodes like for a lo- last few episodes i've been i've been very happy with you know what it was seven pages or six pages or eight pages or whatever but i feel like really flushed it out or it's a good first draft this one it's it's like I think there's so much in here. Like I feel like there's gold in here, and we've only like dug like two feet in. Yeah, we but just the gold is like ten feet below. We just know that it's yeah. We've we've fucking sifted the water yeah. of the lake, and you're like, okay, oh, there's gold. There's here. gold here for sure. But, but we never brought the machines yeah. in on the tanks in and all that to. Or the the human deep. the human labor to explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A writer's uh, room to help us out. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I I do to your point like. At this juncture, at this first draft stage of it, if we did put more talking heads in, it would just be like, here's what the story's about. Here's how I feel. So like it wouldn't really have done anything yeah, to yeah. this right now. But, 100%. But if you keep if you keep kind of blowing it out. Because that's the thing. It's not even the talking heads. I think we just need more scenes. Like I would yeah. love, like you had a great, we were, when we were when we were in the writing, like off camera stage of like writing it. No one will see that. <laughs> you, uh, you had a point of like, It'd be so funny if like, even when Tommy goes like, yeah, so I didn't get my lines and we just do a cut to his audition tape for this part. My name is, I'm Tommy Sinclair. These are my hands. Yeah. Put them up. Yeah. I'm going to do it three ways. Yeah. Put them up. And then, and then cuts back. And then while you're watching that footage, cause it's a mockumentary, it's like, it says underneath like Tommy's audition tape or whatever, or like yeah, a watermark. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's like, there's so much fucking fun to yeah. have in this format of like a heist just film. That's a mockumentary. Stuff. Yeah, Cutaway yeah. stuff. Scenes of like, them like uh practicing for it or whatever you know like, yeah. so many more jokes we could have put in but this was eight almost eight pages full yeah um and i think it got the first draft across i just think that this is the first time in a, in a while because usually i'm like i'm pretty happy with it yeah uh, i'm like fuck man this one i really want to write more yeah um okay um where did it come together where did it come together when we decided it was going to be like a saft i think when you brought up the safty brothers i was like oh i can see what kind of heist movie they would make so I think that's really where it, it like landed for me and kind of put it into perspective for me so I could see these two like very serious like guys trying to make something yeah, real. Yeah, taking it too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I feel you. And then for me, it was like when we were talking about three potential ideas, we had um, the moon landing mockumentary, we had the amusement, amusement park, park, and then we had this. This was the one where we were just like you. There's a lot of writers who say this where it's like the stuff that kind of comes out easily like when you're writing like ideas, it's like you should follow that, like mm-hmm. follow that, chase that. Because a part of us was like, yeah, the moon landing's cool. This is cool. But then when we brought up the heist movie, we were just adding on ideas. Like I would say something and you're like, oh, and then that'd be funny if the hostage is talking to the camera. And then we're like, this might be funny. And then that's good. And at that point, I'm like, oh, this is like just fun. This yeah. idea is just full of fun. Um, and we should just chase that, f- chase the fun. Yeah, totally. So that's, yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, before we go into casting, do you want to mention the honorable mentions for this movie title oh uh i forget them all uh, uh heist to meet you 
uh, high stakes felt too hard to say. Heist and now stick. heist stakes <laughs> just didn't roll off the top. Heist wide shut. Heist wide shut. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a lot of puns, but the then, place behind the height, the, the, the place the, beyond the heist, the heist behind the pines. Or oh, some that's shit. what it was. The yeah. place beyond the ponds. We were basically like, I just kept saying shit, and a deal would be like, no, that's just a pun, and then he would say a pun, and. <laughs> And then we're like, this is great, but this doesn't go with the film. <laughs> yeah. We had too much fun just coming up with movie titles we never used. Yeah. Um, we'll, we're, I think on the poster, we're going to find a way to sneak them in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. From the makers of. Beyond the Pond. No. Yeah. Behind. Ugh, I can't even. A place I'm beyond I'm losing my the ability to pond. speak today. Um, yeah. Casting is hard. I definitely see Tommy as Kevin from The Office. Brian Baumgartner. That's funny. Or uh, even like his kid, like there's a British, the the guy in the British oh, office too. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. kind of like Kevin, but he has the mustache and he's just like that. I wasn't very going like, there, but in that sense, I think of Meatloaf a little bit. Meatloaf? Yeah. Like the singer? The guy in Fight Club? Isn't that his name, Meatloaf? Is Meatloaf in Fight Club? Yeah. Am I tripping? Yeah. He's Bob. His name was Bob. The guy gets shot. Oh. Okay. I picture him just because I wasn't thinking that at all first. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Who would you... Yeah, the brothers? I don't know. I mean, I would love for the Safdie brothers actually to do it. Yeah, like that's the easy one. Yeah. Or like, to. I think we mentioned these guys last week, but like older, uh, like uh, McLovin and Jonah Hill kind of characters. Oh, you know? You know, like older doofuses. What's the dude's name in... Or like uh, Miles Teller in that dude with the glasses from Hot Tub Time Machine. I like Miles Teller and uh, what's the, oh uh, Michael Sarah's friend in real life something Duncan I think his name is what's that guy's name in Hereditary you know have you seen Hereditary yeah the, the main, main guy I don't know his name I know his name I know his name come on uh, let me find it <sighs> sorry is his name Harry Hereditary oh shit it is I knew it not even a little bit Alex Wolf uh, oh oh and his brother's an actor too. Uh, I would. Pay, I, I'm not like the biggest fans of them. Like, I don't watch a lot of shit, but I I think he fits like that director, like mm. kind of neurotic. And then his brother's name is Nat Wolf. Um, yeah, that might be. Yeah, I, I'd like to cast real brothers for this. Yeah. Okay. So the Wolf Brothers. But I got a casting call for real brothers because it has to be real. It can't be no, official. no, fuck that. We're not doing that. Yeah, shit. We're yeah, doing real be, movies like, that oh, fuck. If this was made in the '90s, the Wilson Brothers, Owen oh, and yeah. Luke. Yeah. I'd like that. Yeah, I do like. I would. It would be fun to put that bottle rocket skin on it and have like just kind of doofuses who. Yeah, yeah. Who, who think they're really, better than they are? Yeah. That's what these brothers are. They're like, oh, yeah. we're fucking geniuses, but they're like putting lives at stake. And and again, to them, that's fine because it's like, yeah, for art, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the Wilson brothers, if it was in the '90s, or the Wolf Brothers. Cool. Uh, I like that. Oh. Did we do all of it? Wow. Yeah, we did. Oh, wow. We did it all. Okay. Another another one down. Lucky thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Send us an email. Tell us you're doing tell us you're paying attention. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate you if you listened. If you didn't, then you don't know that I'm saying this, so That was that was so deep, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And Justin, do you your best zoom? radio sign up. Justin, can you do a slow zoom on me while I do a radio <laughs> sign up? Thank you for joining us on the Blue Sky Podcast, episode 13, Behind the Heist. That's a very serious NPR radio sign-off. Good night. And Godspeed. God has beat. <laughs>
Blue Sky Podcast is produced by Adil Shamsi and John O'Hunter, edited by Justin Stevenson, and this voiceover was recorded by Kevin Brown. If you have an idea for a prompt, email us at thebluesguypodcast at gmail.com or DM us at thebluesguypodcast on Instagram. The Blue Sky Podcast is an independent show, so please like and subscribe and tell your friends. Please.